Oh Lord, we are so, so blessed by your amazing grace and love. You forgive us our sins. You give us fresh starts. And even our whole country is getting a fresh start as we move into this summer, as the pandemic is winding down. And so we look to go back to the things that we enjoy about summer that we've missed. Lord, help us to remember that you are a God of grace and blessings and joy, the very Lord of, of summer fun. In Christ's name, amen. With this pandemic winding down, I am so looking forward to a normal summer. Doing those things that we've missed out on for so long, like summer vacations and vacation Bible school and, and picnics and family reunions and the state fair. It's going to be a great summer. But in our rush to, to get back to the normal things that we've missed, let's not forget to make God a part of our summer. Colossians, 1, Colossians 3, 1 says this, Since then you've been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Also it says, And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Set our hearts on the things that are above, and whatever you're doing, do it, in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. In our summer message series, Dreams of a Normal Summer, we are, are looking forward to getting back to all those things that we normally do. But let's remember to do those in a way that we actually draw closer to God. So that when all of this is over, we won't be saying, oh, you know what? I kind of miss God this summer. So if we set our hearts on the things above, even those normal things that we do can actually yield some spiritual lessons, like vacations. Have you got your airline tickets already? Are you ready to go on vacation? Or, or maybe you're not flying anywhere. Maybe you're driving up to the cabin. Or perhaps you're, you're just going to get together with with some family and friends you haven't seen in a long time because of COVID. Or perhaps you're one of those who like to go camping. Did you know that, that the original American vacation was camping? The British have long had their holidays, but the American vacation really got kick-started with the publication of a book by a young pastor named William Murray. The book is called Adventures in the Wilderness, or, or Camp Life in the Adirondacks. And in the years just after the Civil War, Murray had the then novel idea that the cities were disease-ridden, pressure-filled, unhealthy places to spend the summer. And that what people needed to do was to vacate their city home and spend some time in the wilderness actually camping out for fun during the summer. Breathing in the pine-scented air, gazing at the beauty of the lake shining like gems among the emerald green trees along the shores. Murray felt that that's what we needed to, to rejuvenate ourselves. We needed to vacate our 
regular home and go out camping and to do it for fun. Murray raised up camping as a vacation. And this was shockingly new because people at this time did not camp for fun. Camping is what you had to do when you couldn't find a place to stay. Camping is what you were forced to do. Or maybe it's what you did when you were, uh, were out so far from civilization. Maybe you're on a hunting trip or something and you camped out. It's not something that you do just for fun, though. But soon, thousands of people were heeding his call to vacate their city home and in the summer go camping, stay out in the woods. And even more shockingly, Murray actually took his wife along camping with him. I know, who can imagine such foolishness? I mean, at this time, wilderness adventures were for the men. Men, to, men went to the woods to, to fish or to, to hunt and to leave their families behind. But Murray actually promoted camping vacations with the family. Family vacations. It was a novel idea. And they caught on. And soon the Adirondacks were filled with vacationing families. And as much as we like to joke uh, about the horror stories of family vacations, I can't imagine going on vacation without my family. I mean, I already have my, my flights booked, going out to the ocean, and I'm not leaving Tammy behind. We're going to go together as a family. Because that's what we do. We go together. I've looking, been looking forward to that for two years. We want a vacation with the ones that we love. And probably you do too. Um, maybe not every vacation, maybe not every minute. But you want to go with, with family and friends and those you love. So why is it then that we often leave God behind on our vacations? I mean, we say that we love God, and yet we go on vacation and we leave behind all the things that we normally do to connect with God. We leave behind the praying and, and the Bible reading, the, the worshiping, the serving. Often our, our family vacation time is, is like the time my family went on vacation and forgot the dog. There were six in my family growing up. We had a big station wagon, and we had a, an old dachshund, Hildy. And we had gone, gotten in the car, piled in, headed out, and, and somewhere along the line, somebody said, where's Hildy? And we all looked in our seats, and she wasn't there. She wasn't down on the floor. She'd somehow disappeared. And the best we could figure out is that she must have gotten out when we'd stopped for gas. Now, my mom could probably tell you how many miles it actually was to go back to that gas station, but in my mind, it was 200 miles. <laughs> it took forever. And when we got there, there she was. None too pleased, but we'd left her behind. And sometimes that's what we do with the Lord. We set off on our trips and 
And somehow God just doesn't seem to come along. In our excitement about vacation, will we leave God? Or will we spend time with the Lord? Will we forget to pray? When we have a wonderful experience, will we forget to say, Lord, thank you so much for being able to enjoy this? When we eat that great food, will we say, thank you? When we breathe in that pine-scented air, when, when we see those, those sparkling lakes, will we, will we pause and say, God, you're really great. This is so cool. Or like with Hildy and our family, will we get so caught up on our vacation that we don't even realize the one who's missing until we and God are separated by miles? How many times have we left God behind even before we got to the first gas station? Worse yet, how many times have we intentionally left God out of our vacations because we thought of God as, as part of the boring everyday life that we were trying to escape from? Do we look at God as some kind of uptight party pooper who, who would be a drag to have along on a vacation? Do we think that we have to leave out our faith in order to have fun? There's a humorous little story in 2 Samuel about David and his wife, Michael. David is partying with God, but Michael doesn't associate a dance party with God. And so she's embarrassed by David's demonstration of the sheer joy of being in the presence of God. 2 Samuel 6 says this, now King David was told, the Lord has blessed the household of Obed-Edom and everything he has because of the Ark of the Lord. This is the Ark of the Covenant with the Ten Commandments, not Noah's Ark. So David went to bring up the Ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with rejoicing. When those who were carrying the Ark of the Lord had taken six steps, he sacrificed a bull and a fattened calf. Wearing a linen ephod, David was dancing before the Lord with all his might, while he and all Israel were bringing up the ark of the Lord with shouts and the sound of trumpets. As the ark of the Lord was entering the city of David, Michael, that's his wife, daughter of Saul, watched from a window. And when she saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, she despised him in her heart. When David returned home to bless his household, Michael, daughter of Saul, came out to meet him and said, how the king of Israel has distinguished himself today, going around half naked in full view of the slave girls of his servants as any vulgar fellow would do. Okay, so maybe it's not really that humorous. I mean, marital conflict rarely is, but I can imagine many wives and husbands too, for that matter, would be embarrassed if their spouse was dancing around before the crowd in just an ephod. I mean, Michael didn't associate David's dancing with God and was embarrassed by it. And sometimes we don't associate God with joyous, exuberant fun, the kind of fun we want to have on our vacation. We think having God on our vacation is like having that, that uptight Aunt Bertha who's always looking over your shoulder and criticizing every choice that you make. 
Oh, you better not go on that zip line. You could get hurt. Do you you really need that shirt? I mean, where are you going to be able to wear it again? You've already put on the COVID-15. I mean, no seafood buffet for you. It's salads on this vacation. I mean, we look at God as this big celestial nag sometimes. But God is the one who invented seafood, who invented bright colors and the joy of being up in a high in the air and zipping along. God isn't this big nag. God is a God of blessing. And each of these blessings, God wants to enjoy with us. God wants to share them with us and be there when we enjoy them on vacation. I said that the American vacation was invented by Pastor William Murray, but, but the concept of getting away with the ones that you love and with the Lord, well, that goes all the way back to Jesus. In Mark chapter 6, the apostles have been out ministering. Jesus has sent them around two by two, and they've been teaching, and they've been healing all these villages, and they're exhausted and worn out, and they come back to Jesus. Not only that, they have recently heard that their dear friend John the Baptist has been murdered, so they're grieving as well. They're exhausted. And Jesus, he suggests they need a vacation. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all that they'd done and taught. Then, because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. And so they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. You need a vacation, Jesus says. Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. They don't take a vacation from Jesus. They take a vacation with Jesus. Elsewhere in Matthew 11, Jesus says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. The challenge this summer is is going to be to not leave God behind when we get back to all of those things that we enjoy doing in summer. Even on a vacation, Jesus wants to be with us. In fact, he invites us to get away with him, to come away for a while, get, enjoy some rest with him and with the, those we love. And it doesn't matter whether that's a camping vacation in the wilderness or it's a trip to the beach or Or maybe it's just to visit some family and friends you haven't been able to see because of COVID. Jesus wants to be a part of it. He wants to enjoy it with you. So when you eat that seafood buffet or whatever it is your dream vacation food is, just stop and acknowledge his presence. Give thanks for the blessings of that vacation food. And when you're sitting by that lake that's shining like a glistening gem, Say, God, I'm glad you're with me today. And when you're just sipping a cold drink, enjoying the laughter of some friends and some time together, remind them that they're a gift from God. And maybe even do some worship with them. Invite them to the campfire service at the campground or or 
visit a church nearby, or, or maybe just watch together the service from resurrection here. You don't have to leave God behind. You can make God a part of your vacation, and, and that can just go on and on. You could, you could download the version app on your Bible if you don't have it, I mean on your phone. If you don't have it, I encourage you, because then you've got a Bible wherever your phone is. And you may forget God at home, but I guarantee you, you're not forgetting your phone. You have the Bible, you have devotionals. You can do that. Or if you enjoy singing, just sing. Sing an old song, you know, make up a song. When you're out there in the woods, nobody can hear you. Just sing, praise God. Or if you're really courageous, dance like King David. Even if you don't have an ephod, just dance before the Lord. Wherever you are on vacation, whatever you're doing, make God a part of it. We don't have to come back from our vacation this year feeling further away from God than ever. We can actually come back closer to God. In fact, here's a little secret. Wherever it is where you're vacationing this year, whether it be camping or whether it be at the beach, whether it even be a staycation, God is already there. So you really can't leave God behind. But we can open our eyes and we can talk with the Lord. You know, one of the, one of the greatest ways to pray is to actually pray out loud. When you walk along that beach or when you're climbing that mountain pass or, or even if you're at Disney and walking around there, talk to God. Just talk out loud. It's amazing how close the Lord feels when we actually verbalize it. We've been taught so much that to pray we've got to close our eyes and, and bow our heads. Just talk to God. With the, with the earpieces and stuff, there's lots of people wandering around just talking out loud. So <laughs> No one will know that the one you're talking to is the Lord except you and the Lord. So have fun this summer. Enjoy your vacation. But make it extra special. Remember Christ. Make the Lord a part of your, of your vacation too. So let's pray. Well, God, we are so looking forward to this summer. There are so many things we couldn't do in this last year, and, and now we're able to do some of those things, even go on vacations. Lord, may we remember that we really can't leave you behind because you're already wherever we're going. And as we go there, Lord, may we remember you there. May we use the, the time of our vacation to grok draw closer to not only family and friends, but closer to you. Thank you for the gift of, of vacations and, and all the, the blessings of summer. In Jesus' name, amen.